What is going on, you guys? We are live in Team Strong Life, and I'm also recording a podcast for uh, the Strong Life podcast. And I'm really excited about this one because I wanted to talk today. I think this is a really good approach or really good time to talk about being coachable. You know, man, it is hard to be coachable. But also, first, I want to say, make sure you get the Strong Life app where you can get my workouts. And I'm in there multiple times a week doing announcements and connecting with people, returning messages also. So there's a wide variety of workouts in there. So let's get in there. Thank you guys who are in there. It's just, it's super fun to have that tool and to continue to develop it. And I have some fun things coming as always, so we don't get bored, but we got to stay the course too. Remember, we don't need to change things up every five seconds. So that being said, let's get into our topic today, be coachable. The reason this one came to me today is because I get a lot of people who come to me wanting help to change their physique, get healthier, look better, feel better. Oftentimes what happens is that people come into the app and, you know, they've done their research. They know who I am. They've seen all my content everywhere. Maybe been listening to the podcast. They have a friend who has results and they come into the app, the first form app where I nutrition coach people and I can see your food and you do what you want anyway. And what you've been doing that hasn't been working. It's kind of a common thing, actually. And I think it's just because it's hard to wrap your brain around change. So rather than analyzing why all of those things happen, because then I would be making assumptions for people who who may not, that may not resonate with you at all. It may just be, you feel like you have a lot of barriers. You feel like you can't do it. You feel like you've been so uh, failed in the past so many times. You don't trust yourself. There's a lot of reasons why it's hard for us to, make changes. So I wanted to offer you some things that I think that could be really, really helpful. And I'm going to pick from a list that I created and we're just going to go down the list. And this is a moment for you to self-reflect. This won't be very long, but if you're somebody who's working with somebody in an app or you're working with somebody one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting, you're doing one of my eight week challenges the problem with the groups is that you can sometimes fade into the back and hide a little bit and do some of the things, but not all of the things. And then the worst case is that you really didn't do the program or follow the, you know, the strategy. And then you say that it didn't work for you, but you really didn't do the work for long enough and hang in there. And anybody who I've worked with who follows the plan gets results. It's just, a lot of people start kind of making up the rules themselves as they go or re reverting back to old habits or it hasn't happened fast enough. So you start Googling new, you know, macro setters or what should my macros be or you name it. And now you're kind of back into the cycle of always chasing the fast, easy, or a new person who's saying something different. I just, I just ran across a reel the other day that I've been, man, I've been kind of like, just paying more attention now that I'm down here at USF and we're doing a lot of research on menopause and starting the process of seeing all the data that's out there. The message is for me is I think a lot of us can change the way that we approach the mindset of menopause and stop blaming that for why we're not where we want to be. But there's a lot out there that could take a woman in my situation and, and kind of 
you know, get her very excited about like, this new approach will help you with menopause. This new approach will help you with menopause, eat these foods to balance your hormones. And there's a lot, a lot of great information out there, but it also is what helps us or prevents us from just staying the course, staying focused and, you know, chasing that shiny object is a real huge problem in the world today. On the other hand, I would say like, it's a good thing, right? Because there's so much information out there and there's so many options available, but it makes it very difficult to just stay put with one thing. So I think when somebody comes to me for help, that's what I'm asking you to do is just give me time. Like I'm not a magician, right? I don't live with you. I can't force feed you. I can't force you to eat, eat the way that it's important to eat in terms of protein and calories for fat loss. Like I just, I can't force you to sleep well. I, I don't have a clear and total picture. So that is where being coachable is going to be really, really helpful. So number one, maintain an open mind. Okay. When you come into an app, you've said you, you coach, you person are the expert. I am not, I am not where I want to be. You seem to have the solution. I'm going to keep an open mind to this approach. Also, of course, you have to maintain full autonomy and be able to make your own decisions. And nobody wants to be told what to do completely. Although people say that, but like, I think in this space, some people really do just like, tell me what to do, please. God, save me from like having to make so many decisions that I'm not sure if they're right. Be open to new ideas and new perspectives. Uh, for example, I have a woman right now who is not even anywhere close where she wants to be with her physique. She's probably 60 pounds overweight and uh, has been, but is battling with me on fueling before her workouts. Well, as a coach, I'm saying, well, I mean, it doesn't appear as though what you've been doing is working for you, but she's kind of stuck on this one thing. And so I'm not going to fight that battle. She can choose to change if she wants, but it's already, she's already putting herself behind the eight ball by just like battling the basics, you know? So these are just much of what I coach is, this is not rocket science. It's just delivering the basic tools and then I'm living my life and I'm showing up in my app every day and I'm working with people and I'm showing up on social media with the hopes that you just like are encouraged and follow along, but I can't force anyone to do that. Be receptive to feedback. So, you know, people can talk themselves in and out of a lot of different things. I give really direct feedback because I don't have a lot of time to, to be any other way than direct. And I think my people don't have a lot of time to be any other, to, to have to try to figure out what it is that I'm saying. So if I think you're under eating, I'll tell you you're under eating and this is what you need to do this week to, to, to fix that problem. It's up to you to do it. And that's the hardest part, but being receptive to that feedback is really important. Of course, feedback shouldn't be delivered like a razor sharp knife that's painful. Like I love my people. I love what I do. I love the connections. So I'm, I'm, it's always with care and it's always with the sort of spirit that you came to me for help. I'm happy to help you. I'm, I don't think I'm uh, the only person that can help, but I think I'm probably a pretty good choice if you're a woman over 40 who's trying to build muscle, get lean and, and stronger. Now you have to execute. Embrace that growth mindset, right? So believe in the abilities and intelligence that you have in other areas of your life and just shift that over to this one. I think I work with so many smart women who feel like, man, I have it in so many other areas of my life. What is wrong with me? 
And I understand that, but like, let's take that. Like if you're really responsible at work and you're super disciplined, then you're, you have that shifted into other areas of your life that are going to help you. Right. Also, you have to remember, like, I'm not going out there and knocking people over the head and dragging them into my app and forcing them to change. Like you have come to this coach, you have come to a trainer and you've asked for help. And so just take the help. But I, I understand <laughs> many women are, we struggle with that, right? Even though we know we need it. It's like, you're just sort of battling that. Like I can do this. So um, just really embrace the mindset of, of growth in the areas that you struggle, where you see somebody else and believe that they are the expert. Now, if you think you're working with a total idiot, that's probably a problem. Or if somewhere instinctively, the connection doesn't feel right. One thing that's hard for women in menopause is to work with women who haven't gone through that yet. It's kind of like the same as, you know, working with a trainer who's never had a child and then tells you it's really easy to lose the weight after a baby. Like you kind of want somebody who's gone through that and who is killing the game through it also. Maybe who struggled a little bit and understands what it's like, but it's really difficult to like, for somebody who's not been through menopause to understand what it's like to be like, to be up all night with hot flashes like I was last night. Even when you're doing all the things, you don't drink, you, you know, it's, it's just kind of part of my journey. So I think that can be really tricky. So if you're not really having that connection with your coach, either, you know, find a new coach, but also be mindful that you're not just coach jumping. I have a lot of women, female coaches in their twenties and thirties who reach out to me to ask me questions and help, you know, get help through their clients going through this. Most of them just want to know, like, is this true that it's a little bit more difficult and it can be, but it's not the end of the world. And I think we overemphasize menopause is the excuse for not being where we want. And I definitely don't think it should be. I think we're just using it as a crutch and there's a lot more going on there when it comes to changing body composition. So I think the other one, the obvious one is set clear goals. But when you come into an app and you say, I want to lose this much weight, like that's a pretty clear goal. And if, especially if your coach thinks, yeah, I think that's a reasonable amount of weight for you to lose. Yeah. It's a clear goal, but know what you want to achieve and then just continue to chip away at that goal. The next one is take responsibility. So I am not, I'm kind of sick of these like <laughs> over the top, like hardcore messages about responsibility and accountability. It's not like it's a new freaking thing. Like I've been taking accountability and been expected to do that since I was like two. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a new concept, but it is on the back of every freaking t-shirt. And it, like, I'm kind of over that right now. You might hear me. <laughs> I'm just over it. I don't know. Like, these are the basics in life. Like, this doesn't need to be a, a big deal. But yeah, take responsibility. So if you're uh, missing your marks, if you're not following through, this is one area where people struggle because it's hard to take responsibility. That means that you're, you're to blame for where you are. And it's easier to say it's menopause. It's, these are the circumstances. And sometimes that's true. And sometimes we do go through things that are hard, but if you're blaming others, people in your life, and you're just, you're not really taking responsibility, which means also taking action. It's, it's very diff difficult to work with people like that who kind of show up every week blaming uh, the work travel and the husband and the food choices at work. 
there are a lot of people who have many kids who work and travel and fit, fit it all in. It's just a matter of making it a priority for you. And if it's not a priority, you won't take responsibility for it. So it, it has to be important to you. And you can start to see as a coach pretty quickly when it's not important to somebody, like they might want it to be, but it's not. And the only way you you know what is important to somebody is by their actions. It has nothing to do with what they say. And when you're a coach working with somebody and somebody's telling you how important this is, but they're not following through, you know, if I were to come live with you, right? Would I see that your health is the most important thing to you? Like, would that be demonstrated in the way you live your life? Would your kids say, yeah, oh man, my mom's health is like super important to her. She, she talks about it. She cooks well. I see her exercising. That's your litmus test there in my mind is, are you convincing yourself? But what, what would I see? And that for me personally is a really good way for me to take responsibility. Ask your kids, like, do you think my health is important to me? And they'll be like, no, or they'll be like, of course, you know, they'll tell you the truth. If you really want to kind of know where you stand, I, I, I used to do that with Jack. Like I would ask him what the most, what he thought the most important thing to me was. And he would say me. And I was like, okay, I'm doing something right. If he thinks that he should feel that I did a lot of other things wrong. So trust me, <laughs> I'm not tooting my own horn, but the way you live your life would be clear if this is an important thing to you. So take responsibility for that. Stop making excuses and saying, and, but, and, but just today, you can stop doing that today. Being coachable is about being self-aware, but that kind of that's just kind of a general rule, I think. Don't you? Like being self-aware is really important when it comes to uh, anything we do, you know, um, relationships. And that's also relationship and rapport with our coach and being self-aware and reflect on your strengths and your weaknesses and understand your values, what motivates you, um, and then emotions that you have around that. One thing I like to talk about, which I have not talked about enough, is mindful eating. So if you're somebody who struggles with things like binging and and you're not really connecting with your food, I have had to go through this myself over the years. Here's what I recommend you do starting today. Now, it's going to seem a little odd, but take your food, sit down, put it on a plate, make it lovely, and ask yourself, do I want this? Do I need this? Is this helping me get to my goals? The answer could be yes, it could be no, but at least that food is a conscious decision that you make as opposed to a mindless, like face stuffing decision. And I am always grateful for the food I eat. I know it sounds crazy. I'm not trying to get woo woo on you, but like, I'm, I'm very grateful that I have food at my disposal, that I have you know, a roof over my head, the basics, I can go to the gym, I can move my body. These are things that are important. And when you can kind of slow down and have a little bit more of that self-awareness around the gifts that we truly have to be able to like have clean water, sometimes just that little practice of self-awareness and gratitude is really helpful around being somebody who's be, who's able to be coachable and willing to change. And I think that's something that's been really important. And I'll, I'll probably end up talking more about 
uh, mindful eating down the road, because it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And when you, especially when you come into an app and you're in an environment where there are other people and people seem like it's clicking for them and you're struggling, it can be very difficult. The other one is to stay patient. Okay. So if you're somebody who's being coached, understand that the growth and improvements are going to take time be patient with yourself, but also the coaching process. I have people that they're, they're tracking for three weeks and they're already sending me rage messages about how frustrated they are. Like that is way too soon to be frustrated. You can be frustrated after you've changed all of the things you need to change and you've, you've done all the things you need to do for like a year and then nothing is happening. The issue here is the expectation of, of fast results, or you see somebody else seems like they're just flying along and you, you can't seem to make any progress, but we're all different. Right. And I've said this before, but in terms of the patience thing, you have to compare yourself to your own. Well, first of all, to yourself, Second of all, to your own peer group, right? So if you've come and you're working with me, I said this in the last podcast, but I'm going to say it again. I've been lifting weights for almost 30 years and I have really good discipline around it. I know how to train. I know like I've been doing it for a long time. I know how to get results, but to get much bigger, I don't even know what I'd have to do. But if you're comparing yourself to me or someone who's in the industry who, you know, does this for a living, compare yourself to another 50 year old woman who just started working out three weeks ago consistently also and eating enough protein. And you'll probably be in a better comparison range. Like running a comp shouldn't be on something that isn't at all like you. So keep that, just keep that in mind. Okay. I know there are exceptions. You're probably going to be like, I did. And my friend got better results faster, but remember we all, we have genetics at play. There's a lot at play. You have to be patient. I, I was in the app this morning and I have a woman who's frustrated with her results. And I go look and she's tracked four out of six days, seven days of the week. She's not tracking water. She's never hitting protein. And it's like, that's very difficult it's very difficult as a coach because she's not holding up her end of the deal and she's mad about results. Now I understand being frustrated about results. I really do, but the self-awareness has to kick in where you're able and willing to look back at yourself and say, Oh, well, okay. Right. And now I take responsibility and now the next one comes up, I take action on the feedback. Okay. This is where it all culminates this whole entire podcast. Take action on the feedback, put the feedback and recommendations into action immediately. Show your coach that you're committed to making positive changes that that is part of the accountability accountability isn't your coach texting you saying you know did you work out today like i'm not i don't do that for people i'm not doing that you have to take responsibility for that you have to stay patient and you want to show me or your coach that you are moving forward your coach is not a babysitter who or a a a parent who makes sure you've done everything you need to do 
That is up to you. And I think that is the greatest mistake people make when they hire coaches is thinking the coach is doing it for them. That is not a coaching dynamic. That's like a parent-child dynamic. When you come into coaching, you are saying, I am ready for change. I am ready to change. And I trust you, coach, that you have the playbook and I'm going to take the playbook and I'm going to execute on that playbook. Okay. Let's take football. Like the guys don't go out on the field and just run in whatever direction because they don't believe their coach. And probably if there's a team that doesn't trust their coach, the team comes unraveled, right? Like there has to be a relationship there. And if you don't respect your coach, you're not going to want to perform for them. Part of this is about you wanting to show up and show that you can make those changes. It has to be there, right? Think about it. So when you, when you sign up for coaching, like one of the things I make sure is people aren't looking for me to come find them. But this is about you and ha- and a desire to level up. It's not therapy. It is a action-based process where you make the changes in your life to be able to reach the goal and your coach asks you questions, helps you find the answer, right? They don't just give them to you. A lot of you guys who have been like, I want to do the aggressive fat loss. I'm like, what do you think your maintenance macros are? That's not to... That's not to make it difficult. It's because this is your program. This is your life. And if I just always give the answers, it's how, what is that, right? I'm, this is for you to fully understand and start to recognize your complete and total like potential in this area. And that's not done by making you think that I'm the only one with the answers. So come with the possible solutions to some of the questions that you have. You know, if I've been coaching somebody for a year and they still don't know how to hit their protein, I have done a terrible disservice or you're not paying attention or you're not motivated or you're not taking responsibility. This is a, this is learning macros and learning exercise you need is a highly, highly, highly doable thing for everybody listening. And we make it overcomplicated. Oh, I need something that just, you know, that's just, just enough exciting for me. Like, no, you need to get up, have your coffee, get in your workouts, brush your teeth, go to work. It should be eventually a non-event, but making sure that you are get allowing yourself to make the changes that you need to make is really important and then executing on the feedback. So for example, if you did an assessment last week and the goal was to hit the protein this week and you keep showing up and you're not doing it, what do you think that what do you think that me would look like? It just kind of looks like you're not really wanting to change. I'm not really clear what we're doing in this app if you're coming in every week and then I start to ask myself what I'm doing with my time and where we need to focus for you to be able to make the changes that you need to make. So if you're struggling with hitting protein and you're also not doing water, come up with an idea for yourself to make a change that week. I've had to do a lot of this here in school, like 
changing my strategy. It's not working or it's, I, I tackle one week and it's like way too stressful. And then I look back at the week to see what I, how, like how I, wait, how did I execute that week? Why was it like that? So you have to be willing to be open-minded and change and take that full responsibility for yourself. And I promise you, once you guys do that, you will see the results. Um, Coach Kenny and I talk about that all the time. Like if you follow the plan, those who follow the plan, 100% of them get results. Now, if you keep quitting and stopping and starting and, you know, that's, there's nothing I can do about that. But if you stay with it, and there are many people who do and just kind of chug along, try not to make it more complicated, check in when you feel like you're starting to waver or starting to, you know, like look in another direction and do that with your coach. If you, your coach, even if it's not me, they, they want to help you and they want to see you succeed and a good coach, there's no three strikes you're out, but sometimes I wonder if there should be, I don't think that's in anybody's best interest. Like, I really understand that this is difficult for a lot of people. Food is complex. The relationship with food is complex. So I understand that. But when you go into coaching, be ready to change. And that is the best advice I can give you. Don't keep doing the same thing you've been doing over and over and over. And take the advice, take the feedback, apply it. And I promise you, now, you unless you have like a bad coach and you're getting bad advice, but I can assure you if you're with me, you're not. It's just going to be about you not not stopping and starting and stopping, like just don't fight the process, you know? Don't fight the process. So hopefully that was just, <clears throat> if anything, I'd say number one, you can change. I've seen people do incredible things all eat through menopause. Don't let menopause be your reason. I'll be like, don't even, don't even go there. We do go through hard things in menopause. I can tell you that I, I, I believe you, but a lot of it is controlled through diet and exercise and proper supplementation. And, and unless you're doing those things, and if you're still drinking every night, eating like shit, not sleeping, not hitting protein, you cannot be complaining to me about menopause. I refuse to accept that. We need to be thinking differently about this. So you can change. Number two, it's going to take longer than you want. It's going to be harder than you think. It always is. But number three, the good news is if you just keep practicing, getting reps in, you know, just keep getting reps, keep showing up. If you're, if you're like fighting weekend binging and weekend partying and whatever the, you know, wine charcuterie board several nights a week, whatever the things are that get you, find a way to enjoy those things with a little less toxicity and really just learn to find something that does work for you. But, but there may be a period of time, especially with your work, if you're working with me and you have a fat loss goal that you're a little uncomfortable. So that's where I need people to be willing to change, but you can do it. I know that you can do it. You just have to really, really work at it and take responsibility, take the steps and be patient. And I promise you over time, if you can stay consistent, right? That's just means a winning record. It doesn't mean perfection. It just means a winning record and you stay, just stay calm about it. Fall in love with the process, learn, you will come out on top. You know, you will. Life is short. You know, I've been thinking that a lot lately, how it's like, it's just the one shot, you know? this side of heaven.
but let's make this one a good one. You know, that's what I'm doing. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. Have an absolutely awesome day and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.